This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. We're so excited to have with us our friend Katie Rizzo of Rizzo Hospitality. Katie was raised in a big family with four younger brothers and loved cooking from a young age. She attended the Culinary Institute of America for baking and pastry and received a bachelor's degree in management. She's worked at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills and the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. Along with her husband, Nicholas, who is also a trained chef, they have Rizzo Hospitality, in which they have private chef services, and they also offer cooking classes for adults as well as for children. We're so excited to have you. Welcome, Katie. Welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we'd love to just hear, you know, a little bit about your business, Rizzo Hospitality, what ins- and what inspired you to, to become a private chef? Absolutely. So just a little bit about how my husband and I met. So um, we I actually was working here in Las Vegas, and I knew that if I didn't stop working as a manager, I was never going to find my husband. <laughs> and my parents um, relocated to Maine about almost 10 years ago, or 10 years ago. So I moved out to Maine and I ended up working for a five star five diamond Inn in Kenny Bunkport um, called the white barn Inn. And my husband actually was there on a J one visa. So um, he was in the kitchen and uh, I was actually, I ended up taking a job as a water girl. <laughs> so I went from managing 300 employees in the bars <laughs> to literally pouring water out of the sterling wow. silver pitcher. Yeah, it was really a trip. <laughs> and I was like, literally praying, what am I doing here? Um, and when I met um, Nicholas, I it was like, we knew it was crazy. We had kind of been waiting and not dating anyone, just waiting for the right person. And seven months later, after we had met, we were married. Wow. Um, yeah. So we went through the green card process and uh, he couldn't really work during that. It was pretty much a, about a year that he couldn't work. Um, but we decided we knew we always wanted to do private events and um, because we love fine dining and bringing that to people's homes, uh, like four or five course meals um, where we would do wine pairings. We love, love that. And um, we also love teaching. So that's kind of how we looped in cooking classes and getting to know people in the community. Um, so, yeah, that's how we kind of got started in Maine. And then we uh, ended up getting pregnant with our first one. Um, so she, her name is Constance and she is a mm-hmm. true bunny. Um, she's taking a nap right now. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, so we got pregnant with her and we knew we wanted to be somewhere warmer, a little less seasonal just because Maine is so cold. And um, I mean, there's people that live there, of course, year round, but we really just wanted somewhere warm. And I always knew I wanted to come back to Vegas. And uh, actually, funny enough, I I uh, always brought Nico here when it was cold during the winter. <laughs> And this, the week that we moved here, it was um, July 2021, and it was like 118 that whole week. So I was like, welcome to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and are you uh, from Vegas originally? No, I oh, actually, no, I just moved here after. So I worked at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills, like you mm-hmm. mentioned. And uh, I had a colleague that had worked there also, and he started working at the Cosmopolitan. We had we actually got went to school together as well. And um, he was like, you have to come to the Cosmo. It's so great. They're so innovative and like, just the cocktails, everything is just the food program. So amazing. So I was ready to leave LA. Um, and I moved here and I loved it so much. So yeah, that's kind of how I was in Las Vegas. Yeah. And you said that your husband is originally from Northern Italy. How was he in like, was he from Italy to Maine? Was that his first so that place was in the, States or? 
It was his actually his second time. So um, a J-1 visa is more like a student visa. And uh, he was kind of on the older side for, for the student visa for, you know, what that position was. But um, he just loves America so much. And he actually submitted his his uh, resume through the um, the like reservation application um, from the front of house. And then he ended up getting a call back from the chef. So he like made a reservation to, <laughs> to get his resume. Yeah. So he got called back really fast and it was his second time back in the U S at that same location. Um, so yeah, he, uh, I mean, he is from Northern Italy. He wasn't a fan of the cold, cold, but um, yeah, he was just so happy to be here and be in the U S. Well, we have, because I was going to say, culturally, the desert is very, very different than Maine, right? Which obviously is different than Italy, but we have such an incredible food culture here. Mm -hmm. I mean, that has to be exciting. Um, And we have some of the best restaurants here too. Um, So that, I don't know, is is that fun being a chef and uh, trying out other people's food? Absolutely. I think for him, I mean, he enjoys doing that sort of thing, but also um, he just loves how we live over here i mean it's just unbelievable like just driving down the strip or seeing all the mountains like there's so much that he you can do here um he's from a really small town and it's just he, every day he's just like wow i live in las vegas wow I, it's just so mm-hmm. it's so cool for him so um yeah he's just he's really happy to be here and loves the opportunities they're just endless in the u.s so yeah. Well, it's crazy too. Like I feel like I would have never thought I would live in Vegas. I've been here 14 years. And if you were like, you're going to live in Vegas, I, there's like <laughs> no way. And I was never a big city person. Kelly was always, a, she was always, always saying she's going to live in a big city. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then, um, you know, our parents moved here in 06. Anyway, anyway, we ended up being here, but then when I travel the world, it's like, I'm, we're spoiled. We are so spoiled here. We have access to everything. And being a 24-7 town, you know, I'll be like, oh, let's go. We're traveling. I'm like, oh, I forgot something. Like, let me go to the store at like 11 p.m. And every, the whole town's dead. And you're like, oh, oh, like places aren't open. They don't have every single thing ever 24-7 for you. So you're right. I mean, it is yeah, uh, wonderful. It's a huge yeah. melting pot of cultures, though. And it's like richer and more diverse than really, I feel like a lot of cities like sure, Chicago has its traditions of stuff. But like, you know, I feel like Vegas, you have a lot of people who have just moved there from literally all over the world. Um, and you can get any cuisine that's like nearly authentic. Um, too. Do you feel that way, Katie? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, I mean, I think the coolest thing is raising our daughter in an environment that is just so culturally different. I mean, we have kids cooking classes, all sorts of kids from different ages, different walks of life. And I think for her to be involved and see and interacting with all sorts of different types of people and ages, I love it. Like I definitely didn't experience that growing up in Raleigh, North Carolina, like it's yeah, it's just and he I mean, small town, <laughs> small town, Italy, he definitely didn't experience that either. So we love that we're able to raise our kids, you know, our future kids in an environment like this, that's just so welcoming. And it's, I feel like Las Vegas, too, we have so many hotels, and it's such a um, hospitality environment too. Mm-hmm. that something is so great for us. We love that environment. And um, I think it definitely speaks to the, the culture here in Las Vegas. So yeah. And do you have, yeah. And do you personally have a favorite type of cuisine that you love cooking? 
Um, you know what? I don't know. I, we kind of just are eclectic. Um, we love to, of course, Italian. We always have sauces and pasta. That's just mm. so easy. Um, I feel like a go-to that we always make, uh, we do tacos, like whatever meat's in the fridge. And then we'll just do t- different types of tacos, toppings. If it's kind of more of an Asian flair with mm. like a teriyaki or soy, cabbage, or we'll do, um, you know, shrimp and pesto, you know, just, we kind of do a little bit of everything. So, um, um, tacos are always pretty easy. We can always make something up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So what is, hungry. okay, so just diving a little bit deeper on that, um, on the taco situation. So um, <laughs> the what do you do for tortillas? Like what are different variations or do you just always have the corn tortillas or... Yeah, we do. Um, we have corn tortillas. We always have flour tortillas okay. as well. And then um, there's also something called a piadina in Italy. Um, so it's kind of, it's like their own sort of tortilla. And um, it's just like a really thin piece of kind of like flatbread. Um, and you can put different types of charcuterie, arugula, different types of aiolis mm. inside. Um, and it's really good. It's it's essentially, I mean, they don't do like a formal wrap like we do. It's kind of more like a cone. But um, yeah, piadinas are really nice. And it's kind of like a taco essentially but italian style that's yeah. cool that sounds kelly loves tacos and if you're going to say a memory from childhood is there was a place by us that had taco tuesday and kelly mm-hmm. was a very tiny small child through teen and that girl could pack away like mm-hmm. 10 tacos <laughs> kelly do you still have the love of tacos yeah, we're recording this on Valentine's Day, and my husband and I have a long tradition of eating tacos on Valentine's Day. It's something that, like, you know, when we were younger and in college, we didn't have much money. It's such a cheap and easy thing to make. And to your point, now with everyone's busy lives, it's very easy. Uh-huh. Um, my two children, who, when Wes, who's now 12, was in kindergarten and you had to fill out what food you hated, he said tacos. And it was oh, like no. a stab in the heart. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> to now where I've clearly like beat them down into tacos. And so they love tacos. And so that's an easy go-to. And also it's one of those where I feel like it's a very flexible mm-hmm. meal, right? If you don't like olives, don't put them on, right? And so everybody can make it a little bit of their own, um, which is what I like to. I still do. And if my girlfriend Kathleen is listening, like the the taco seasoning, the like out of the packet taco mm-hmm. seasoning is still... Mm-hmm with some meat is my favorite, but, you know, doing some, we have done variations. Like we are really obsessed with kimchi right now. So even just doing like a beef bulgogi and some kimchi on a taco killer. It really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pickled onion. All that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's like interesting because hearing your story, right. You go from going to school work like managing, um, a property in Vegas, which in hospitality, right? You said 300 employees, like that's kind of like the height of things for you. Then you're pouring water. Yeah. And then now you're an entrepreneur. Like, tell, I mean, that to me, it sounds like you've taken a lot of risks, right? Like I'm quitting this. I'm going to live with my parents and like find a better balance in life and, and look for love. Um, so tell me about kind of like, what do you think in your family of origin or your childhood or history kind of encourage that risk-taking um, and, and ultimately um, being an entrepreneur? Yeah. I think being the oldest of, you know, five and I just always kind of was a, a, 
I just always was going for things. Um, I never was really scared to take risks. I would get stomach aches like before the first day of school and and that kind of thing just for, you know, being nervous. But Mm -hmm. I would always, once I started feeling comfortable in whatever I was doing, I always was looking for the next thing to go to. Um, so, you know, whether it was I, you know, when I was in high school, I, we had a block that we were able to go and work off campus. And I was, I applied for um, a job at the restaurant, Italian restaurant in Raleigh. And um, I took two hours every day and I would, or every other day, and I would go and cook at the restaurant. And once I finished one station, I was like ready to learn the next station. Um, and I feel like that's just kind of gone through as I've you know, aged. Um, I, you know, I loved culinary school. I loved pastry, but I really uh, wanted to get to know the management side of it because that's how you run a business. So um, also I had student loans I had to pay off and pastry doesn't pay the bills. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of why I went through Mm -hmm. the management aspect of it. And I really wanted to learn that um, because I feel like I could always go back to pastry. Um, not saying that people have like amazing talents and they learn for years how to, you know, do the perfect pastries, but I really wanted to do front of house. I thought that that was really going to help me through in my career in the future. And yeah, so I just, I've always wanted to learn new things. When I moved to Las Vegas, I started as a mini bar manager. So I, um, so 3000 rooms in the Cosmo and, um, I started as assistant manager and moved up as regular manager of the whole department. And then, um, I knew after a year and a half, I was like, okay, I want to learn something else. I want to learn something else. So that's when I switched to bars. Um, so there were front bars and service bars. So the chandelier bar, um, you know, Vesper, all of those mm. bars. And so we were shift managers and um, there were 300 employees. And, you know, I, it was such a challenge because, you know, the health inspection was really intense for that kind of um, scenario. We had to make sure all of our um, juices and syrups and everything were labeled and proper. So I think just putting on dish additional like things that I was learning was so, mm-hmm. you know, I loved that, but I was now, you know, working 12 hour days and I just didn't have, like you said, the balance of life. And so that's what I was now going to challenge myself with was, okay, I have all of these, you know, experiences and I've really done a great job of living life, but I'm missing something. Um, and I always knew I wanted to be a mom and I always knew I wanted to be a wife, but, um, I really, you know, I had put all of that on the sidelines. Um, and I, I don't know why, but I just felt like I needed to for myself, um, to kind of put all of that on hold and not really focus on that aspect. Because I feel like when I do something, it's full on, you know, I don't, (laughs) I don't halfway do anything. Um, so I wanted to be a manager. I wanted to do front of house. I wanted to, you know, do a lot of traveling, you know, and I, I was able to do all of that before I moved back to Maine. Um, and then I think it was just, you know, the right timing to meet Nico. And of course we were married in seven months. So, um, you know, I knew when I wanted to be a mom, it was going to be challenging just to be a mom because, um, you know, I, I had so much work in my background. So I think that's the biggest thing so far I've had is turning off like the entrepreneur and, and, and just being like in the moment with, with Constance, Mm. um, because, you know, I, and that was, I would say the first six months I was, you know, just strictly, we hadn't started the business. So we started about last, uh, April is when we really kind of started getting going. 
Um, so, you know, I, I was missing that part. Like I love being a mom, but I miss interacting with clients and planning things. And, um, so that's the, you know, it's, it's definitely been evolving as I've been a mom, but I really love being an entrepreneur because there's so much, um, to learn right now, like every day, building a website, doing all these different things. Um, and then also having a wild child. <laughs> it's never a dull moment. That's for sure. So I don't know. Yeah, I think that's pretty much I've always challenged myself and really like taken things full force. Um, so that's kind of yeah. So it sounds right now, that's what you're saying is like that <clears throat> challenge of getting the balance there. Mm -hmm. You know, I know Kelly and I are um, a lot older than you are. And we talk about, at least I feel like I lost myself in motherhood. So I'm so happy that you're doing that early. But I feel like I was like 10 years in motherhood. <laughs> I was like, where'd Jessica go? You know, I think that is such a, a challenge for us, right? Is like mm -hmm. balancing it where you don't lose yourself and like you said you knew when you worked that was going to be like a hundred percent and so you didn't want to even look for a relationship because you wouldn't be able to you know give it your all and um so so what do you think um helps you like maintain that balance where you're not like i'm all business and no baby or i'm all baby and no business you know what i mean what do you think mm -hmm. kind of helps you um i would say that it's just, I mean, living in the moment, essentially, because I am such a planner, um, like when I, because we're still nursing. So like when I'm nursing her, like really focusing on um, being in that moment with her, mm -hmm. that quality time. But then, you know, when I have some business to work on and I have to respond to some emails, like being okay with allowing her to play in her, her playpen by herself and allowing her to have that independence too. Um, I think that's something that's really great for her to learn, even at a year and a few months old. Um, I, I don't want her to have to cling to me all the time. Um, I love that she's able to play on her own and be, be confident and, you know, playing with her toys. I think some kids can't do that or they need to constantly be stimulated by mm -hmm. TV. Um, we don't, we, the only thing that we allow her to watch are Italian nursery rhymes and mm -hmm. Italian songs. You know, we haven't even started watching anything in English, so she will be by back as long as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, her playing by herself for me is huge. And I it initially was hard, you know, cause she was like, I want attention. I want, you know, but, um, it's, it's something important I think for her to learn. So, yeah, I think just managing my time to making sure that, um, you know, lots of communication mm -hmm. between my husband and I for the business, you know, uh, he's great with her. He literally spends so much time with her and allows me to do what I need to do. Uh, we have a great partnership in that regard. Um, we know how, what each of us needs in order to be able to succeed as a business. He knows I'm pretty much all, you know, emails and business aspect of it. And he really does a great job of executing and, and the menu planning and whatnot. So um, I think that's been the biggest thing is just us learning how to manage our different jobs in, in the company ourselves. So it's funny, like um, you have a heated, <laughs> you have a heated business conversation, but we're also husband and wife. So that's yeah. another thing we've kind of been learning as well along the way. And I bet you know, every day is not rainbows and stars and butterflies, mm -hmm. but you know what, you love each other at the end of the day. And 
when an event goes so well or a cooking class was amazing and you get that great review, um, you know it's all worth it in the end. And it was just, we care so much about teaching and our product and, and all, all of our presentation that it really, that's where the heat comes in, you know, like we want to make sure that that shows through to our clients. So I would say that right now too, is kind of hard, just juggling, figuring out how to be married and have a business together too. So, and a baby, just throwing yeah, it all. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is definitely challenging. Um, what, what keeps you going on those times when you guys do have you know, whether it's um, challenges of the business or even as, as a mom, what keeps you going? Um, I would say, I mean, my relationship with God, is definitely something forefront and foremost. So we're, we're both, we were both raised Catholic. Um, I did a lot of, it's a, it's called young life. It's a lot of contact work through, um, uh, an organization and like just a non-denomination Christian group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I did a lot of work actually with them when I first lived here in Las Vegas. Um, just cause I enjoyed it so much in high school and, um, I still have a lot of girls that I worked with. Um, now they're old and doing their own jobs. They were my age when I was here. Um, so it's really been fun to reconnect with them. Um, but yeah, we've, uh, you know, I'm still connected with all those same people. Um, and that's been a great community for us as well. Um, just because some of them are business owners as well. And I can talk to them about what they do and, and how they, you know, work with their spouses. And uh, just, I think building a community outside of, you know, with the same values and morals has been a great a support system like that that's awesome absolutely so yeah and someone to the people that can we can raise our kids together and we're all on the same page so it's important absolutely yeah yeah so that i would say that was what keeps me going i you know we just opened a ghost kitchen and um it's a it's a premium rather than a, a commissary kitchen so commissary kitchens essentially uh caters utilize them for um lots of people in and out but they don't have to it's not their space so it's it's not as expensive but the time that you rent them um it's kind of first come first serve and people like i said people are in and out you have to reserve fridge space reserve freezer space um that just wasn't an option for us we just really didn't want that so we went more of a ghost kitchen route which is um we're utilizing it in a different way so far uh but we it's our small little kitchen and we have all of our equipment inside and um we can bring kids or bring it not kids adults in for small cooking classes um and no one no one touches it except for us Um, normally they open for different like restaurant concepts so just to go menu items um and they do all the marketing for you so you just literally like Mm. plug in a monitor and you have uber eats and they have someone that comes and sits in the front and like if you can run five to ten restaurant concepts out of your one kitchen um so that's really how people make a good amount of money um but we don't really want to open for service since we want to do more catering events Mm mm-hmm um and the cooking classes so yeah right now that's kind of what we're doing and um that's really nerve-wracking in terms of um financials <laughs> uh just because it's it's a big rent a month it's all it's very it's a lot um and so that on our own like i have been the the prayers i i feel at peace because i think that i know we're going to be successful it's just going to take some time but the the financials that's what right now the chance and the you know that's that's what god keeps us going because otherwise no one's going to pay the bills. it's a tough industry <laughs> you know yeah. and 
um, you know, hearing even I think with with COVID and just the change in how people are, how they dine. Right, right has changed um but it is what do they say what percentage of like restaurants fail or whatever the first year like it is a very tough business it sounds like you have a great head on your shoulders though which is awesome thank you well i just gotta keep pushing right <laughs> I, mean, I think you have to you have to bet on yourself you know what i mean and i yeah. think it's like just um <clears throat> like i know you're talking about prayer and believing in god and i say thing you know like very similar, but like manifesting it, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to have confidence in myself and know that it's going to work. And not that you're, we're just sitting and praying. Like, obviously we're doing the work and, you know, doing other things as well, but it's like, you know, you're right. You've got to like, um, you know, trust in yourself and believe in yourself and, and know that you'll be successful. Absolutely. And then the right people will be placed in our lives at the right moments, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, we, when we're meant to get busy and we're meant to be full, that's when that's the timing that's for us. So I truly believe that too, you know, as it's, it's not on my time, it's on, it's on, you know, it's going to happen when it happens. And I just have to have faith that when it is, it's the right one. So yeah, we're excited. When when you do um, personal chef stuff or like private events, Mm -hmm. do you use that ghost kitchen now or do you do stuff at your house or kind of how does that all work yes so um now that we have the kitchen we do all of our preparation at the kitchen um and uh we just essentially we pretty much cook everything um halfway at least or fully and uh, we pack up the coolers and we bring them over to the client's house uh and we finish everything there and plate and execute and serve and then uh, we pack everything up and the guests are happy and full and we leave like nothing ever happened so um it's really it's really quite a fun experience and people are floored they just can't believe that this is what had just happened in you know two and a half three hours so yeah that's that's our passion we really do love that when you're doing those private events um how do you guys plan the menu for that do you work with the client or is it just very depending on who you're working with yeah, it just varies. We really enjoy doing custom menus for people. So, um, of course, budget always comes into play. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people are just like, there is none and we want to go all out. Please have like the specific menu items. Um, I know when we just did escargot a few months ago, you know, I mean, people kind of wow, like fun. choose what they want and then we kind of cater the menu based on them. So definitely not a cookie cutter catering. Um, we do do Italian, classic Italian, authentic not American Italian. So my husband will not make chicken parm or pasta all of vodka. <laughs> um, he said, I asked, I told him when I first met him, I love Alfredo sauce. He said, who's Alfredo? I said, what do you mean? Who's Alfredo? That's my cousin. That's not a sauce. No. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I went to culinary school. I don't even know this, you know? So, I mean, it's sometimes it's a lot of educating clients as well. Like why prices are like this. Um, what, you know, what Italian food is, if they request Italian cuisine. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely different every client, but it's really fun. We enjoy, we enjoy it. So, and then you do cooking classes. So in the cooking classes, what's that like? So you have your ghost kitchen space. Um, where, where are some other places that you offer those classes? 
Absolutely. So we have people ask, um, you know, my husband worked with one lady, she said she burned water. Um, so he really taught her how to make some basics so she could make things for her family, oh, like cool. a chicken, like a lasagna, just really, you know, things that people really enjoy, but she was really nervous to make on her own. Um, and no, so no experience necessary. Uh, my husband's very patient uh, with that's the one thing people really do say he's so patient. Like I feel I don't feel dumb when I ask questions. I don't feel dumb when I have no idea what I'm doing and it should be so simple. Um, so yeah, no, we, we've had classes here at our house for adults. He's gone to their house. Um, and now we have the kitchen. It'll be probably, I would say under six people. It's just like, it's a small kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we love, we love no experience. Cause then we, we can really do our best to teach the right way. Um, and with kids too, it's so fun because, uh, you know, a lot of times they're not allowed to make a mess at home. <laughs> it's just another thing. Mom's going to have to clean up, like stay out come back when food's ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I remember my mom saying that too, when we were little and I can't blame her with five of us. Um, but I think that's the one thing that we love is people coming ready to get their hands dirty, not being afraid to cut the onion and or the garlic or the raw chicken. You know, I mean, it's it's something that's, you know, it's not like the best to touch, but um, or cut and it, they smell. <laughs> but uh, especially the onions, the kids and the onions is just it cracks me up every time. Mm. Um, but yeah, just allowing people to get their hands dirty and be willing to, and learn and, you know, go all out. It's just, it's a great, it's so fun for the kids. And then they, they surprise themselves too. Like, I don't know how many times I've heard through our kids cooking classes. Oh my gosh, I I didn't like this before. Um, Mm -hmm. and setting that understanding of, especially at the very beginning of class, like yesterday we made, um, cream spinach and oh my gosh, so many kids were like, uh, spinach, my mom makes me eat this in my salad, you know, like mm-hmm. all of these uh, sad, sad faces, that's what we're making. And, um, they turned around at the end of the class and they were like, oh my gosh, I love cream spinach. I didn't know that I like cream spinach. So I'm like, you better go home and tell your mom that. (laughs) Um, So I think changing their minds about what they thought they didn't like, maybe because they just haven't had it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I think that's, that's the most fun for sure. is just seeing the kids like light up when they, they're like, oh wow, this is actually really good. (laughs) That's awesome. And how do you guys like, do you advertise or how do you kind of between the cooking classes and um, the private events is you get a lot of word of mouth or, you know, that's part of it too. I think as a, like starting out is just, it's not, there's a lot of investment that you don't always have the funds to do marketing and a lot of campaign stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, um, so we've joined the Vegas chamber uh, in October. So that's been a great resource for us. The members are really, um, they're, they're great at helping promote. And, um, we, I do some Facebook things. I honestly like post and ghost because I just Facebook for me. I don't know. We have a funny relationship. Um, yeah. And then Instagram too. I've done some ads on Instagram, but we're always on Instagram posting. Um, and then, uh, I have Google ads as well. We started probably last summer. Um, nothing crazy, but just, um, just something if people search they can find us on catering and private mm-hmm. so, yeah so that's pretty much where we've we've kind of gone marketing wise and um 
It's, I mean, I think the personal connection, like you're saying, and people referrals or people's referrals, that's definitely been the most, the best that we've seen so far. So it's just going to take time, but uh, we're, yeah, we're still just excited. And everyone who, you know, I have some kids that have taken like the Sir Tableau classes or the parents and um, they just say nothing compares to this. So great. Awesome. I'm really, they're pretty much one of our only competition, I think in the Valley. So yeah, um, that's exciting. Yeah. We're happy about that for sure. You know, um, just like what you're talking about, right, about the kids, when kids are involved in making food, right, I've read that then they become more adventurous eaters, right, or they're more likely to eat what's made because they're involved in it. Um, Do you have any tips for how um, you can get kids in the kitchen? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like just, you know, as a parent, just let them make a mess. I mean, I know that's terrifying for so many people that just really love a clean house, (laughs) but it's only for a short amount of time, you know, and as they are getting more used to being in the kitchen and and cooking for themselves or you, um, they'll be better at cleaning up after themselves it's part of what you're teaching them but initially let them make a mess let egg get everywhere let flour go that's part of the fun that's how they learn um and same with you know let them make mistakes if they burn something it's okay you know i mean i hope it's not the roast (laughs) but you know if it's if they burn something, that's okay. That's part of the learning process. Um, even if it's themselves, you know, you know, knives, we have like kids cooking or cutting knives that aren't super sharp. They're plastic, but sometimes they'll like nick themselves a little bit. Um, you know, that's part of a mistake. It's part of something that they have to learn. Sharp things can cut you. Um, same with the oven, let them use an oven, but give them a mat, like let them, you know, so I think supervised mistakes are the most beneficial for them because then they're not scared about coming into mm-hmm. the kitchen. They already know. Um, and then I think to trying ingredients that you even don't like. So, um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like mustard growing up and I, it took me a while, but you know, I, I'm not going to force that opinion on my kid. So if she wants to try mustard, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that parents tend to do. And, and it's not, I think on purpose, but if you don't like something, then you just don't cook it or you don't um, try to it's share the it. kitchen. Yeah. You just don't exactly. have it. Yeah. So I think that limits them as well. Cause they might love it. Um, and then also, yeah. So try ingredients you don't like with them and, and try to make them different. So maybe you will like them as well. Um, mm. And then it's, I think too, explaining, we do this at the very beginning of all of our courses, like um, it's perfectly okay to change your mind about things you thought you didn't like. So, um, you know, Chef Nicholas has, you know, over 15 years experience in kitchens and there's things he's made that I didn't think I I liked, but you might like it. So just when you go into our recipes day or, you know, the weekly recipes that we have, um, and there's an ingredient that you thought you didn't like, just be open-minded about it. And they tend to be very open-minded. Once you kind of establish that mentality, they're like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. Um, so yeah, I would say that just like be open and willing to try new things with your kids, um, make a mess and, uh, it's okay to make mistakes. (laughs) I would see those things. I love that. I just made a mistake today when I burned two pancakes before I got them right. Yeah, Um, it happens. I'm still, yes, I sometimes have some issues with heating up my pan. Yeah, it's okay. It's It's okay. okay. 
it's not, you know, it's life. It's okay. <laughs> Kelly is actually in the middle of a kitchen renovation. Oh, yeah. And Kelly, you'll get a griddle. You can have a griddle now. Yes, I cannot wait. Oh, uh-huh. I did not want. So we re- we did our kitchen in 2017, and my husband wanted a 48 inch stovetop or range or whatever. And I was like, I don't want a griddle. And only two companies had eight burners. And I was like, we're not going to use a griddle. Cut to use my griddle all the time. And we have a a, a friend and the, the couple years ago, and he's a chef. <laughs> And I was like, look, I cleaned my griddle. And he was like, oh, Lord, like my griddle was not like, Katie, I wouldn't want you to see my griddle because I I don't know if it's up to chef standards, but it is a well-used, family-loved. It's seasoned. It's seasoned. (laughs) I think that's what I told him. I think it was new. And I was like, I seasoned it. And he was like, I don't know what's happening here. (laughs) I was like, oh, darn it. I'll just put the cover back on and we'll pretend you didn't see it. No way. That's totally okay. You know what? Better you. better use than not for sure absolutely yeah yeah um i uh would love to hear you know uh like you kelly and i run our own businesses um and i know you talked about tacos Mm -hmm. um do you have a few go-to meals that are quick and simple to get on the table and then also when you say you whip together tacos do you always have like a protein cooked in the fridge that's my second i know that's kind of like two questions no it's okay um i would say i don't know I mean, having an Italian husband, like there's always, there's never not pasta. Like we have so much pasta, um, in every shape and size, like it's, there's specific shapes and sizes for each sauce. So, um, we always have that and we always have sauces in the freezer. Um, Mm. we have, uh, like right now we currently have like a Pomodoro, so just a regular tomato. We have a, uh, like a tomato and sausage sauce. We always have meatballs, um, we always have, um, I don't know, like some sort of pesto in the fridge. Uh, so whether it's like a, a walnut pesto, a sun-dried tomato pesto, or like a basil pesto. Um, and so that honestly is just really easy for us, like that and a salad, quick salad. Um, and the baby loves pasta, so that's just works out perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we all, I always kind of have, we have like lasagnas or stuffed shells or something in the freezer too. We could just pop out and put in the oven. Um, and those things are great to, to pre prep for, for any busy family, um, just kind of mass make a big, you know, a few aluminum pans with like lasagna, stuffed shells, um, and pop them out when you need them. Uh, and then, uh, I always kind of do like a roasted veggie potato kind of, mix so if i do um like sausages or we have like ground beef and you kind of toss everything together and roast it off um that's really easy kind of to eat on the go Uh, and then yeah like i said tacos we do typically always have some sort of uh, meat in in the fridge so whether it's like a ground beef ground bison um we do uh, chicken breasts or a lot of times we buy the whole chicken just because it's um, it's less expensive and we make bro- like bone broth with it. Um, so we always, yeah, always have something I would say protein fridge. And yeah, when we, we'll make, we'll make a lot of soups too. So we have a lot of frozen soups. Um, mm. So we like a clean the fridge minestrone. <laughs> so like everything out and just make a, make a soup. Um, and we freeze those as well. So we can pop them out and like do a, a panini night, something simple like that as well, you know, soup and paninis. Um, so yeah, I'd say those are a few like pretty simple meals that we always have go to. Um, yeah. You just need like 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. if you have frozen sauces, um, yeah. that's, that's great. That That's great. 
Yeah. And that's actually one thing in the Valley that we're going to be starting to offer as well. So we're going to do in the go out of the ghost kitchen, we're going to launch our like a pasta subscription. So we're going to do fresh extruded pastas and fresh pastas um, and sauces to go with them. So uh, we actually, we have our ribbon cutting on Thursday um, and we'll be doing that at the Vegas chamber uh, and we'll be putting, so uh, Nico's going to do a live pasta station and we'll have three different pastas and sauces that he'll be allowing people to try. We're going to have our cannolis, um, a few other really yummy things. Um, and yeah, we'll be able to show all the different types of pastas and colors and it's, it's going to be really a pretty spread. So we're excited about that. And we're going to launch that subscription here soon. Just have to figure out how to put Shopify on my website. Okay. So it'll be through the website. It'll be through yes. the website then. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. That yeah. sounds super fun. Yeah. I know Kelly's like, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll it have might to be hook Kelly up Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But when you come visit, I'll try to have some of the freezer. Yeah. Cause my, my brother-in-law, Justin, I think for our, was it for our wedding or engagement yeah, gift? For he wedding. made all the sauces and put them in jars. Like it was just a basket of sauces and pasta. That was amazing. Justin. We were broke. You still talk about that. We have. Um, so time, how yeah. would people, so how would people find more, find out more about the subscription service or any activity events that you guys have? Is it just through the, following you guys on Instagram is the best way to yes. keep in yep, touch? Everything okay. pretty much goes through Instagram. On Instagram, it's Rizzo Hospitality NVLLC mm-hmm. and it's beautiful and it just makes me hungry and I want to <laughs> go eat okay so you have i'm seeing now i'm distracted um on instagram but you have the i see that nico is using the the kitchen aid pasta maker i'm looking at his pasta maker yeah so a lot of things coming up that we're really excited about i think that las vegas is growing so much yes and i think that it's not stopping and i think people are going to continue to eat well and you know all of our products too i i know you mentioned that you're um, gluten-free and have you tried european flowers just in, rather than having any um, american processed flowers that is something that i would like to try some like ancient grains and things like that and i think i would be okay if it were occasional as well but yeah, yeah is there a flower that you're thinking of yeah, so I can send you a few different types of brands of Italian flowers. So the European Union is very strict on processing and, and they don't use uh, any GMOs. They don't use like any anything that we utilize in the States for production. They they it's literally illegal. Um, so a lot of people that, you know, the, the gluten here in the U.S. Um, inflames, you know, their system. Uh, it doesn't happen in the European Union mm-hmm. flowers because it's just they're not allowed all of the, you know, chemicals and whatever else they put in our stuff over there. Um, so people who go over there and they, they travel and they eat like nothing's wrong, they actually are fine. Um, so I'd be really interested to see how that uh, would work for you. Yes. I, and I was going to say, and Katie, what I'm hearing you tell me is, Jessica, you need to go on a trip to Italy. What's mm-hmm. that? I need to tell my husband <laughs> for my health, right? Like you're saying for yes. my health. Yes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to put that on my list of, of things to do. Um, yeah, I have to see. I don't think I've been back to Europe since then so I, I i am interested too like yeah. right you're right i remember like not really liking beer years ago but went to germany and like their beer was like fresh and no preservatives and like you didn't you you could never had a hangover and it was so different it's like right? you don't and, get hung over sometimes with french wine I feel right like yeah european wines and kelly's oh, really been yeah. investigating that our soul fights over here like it's really strong it's so so, I mean, so many things that are do- added right yeah, to yeah. the wines yeah my mom actually can't have any american wines like she 
she literally is on yeah it's a different she puts her into a completely different state the next day uh when she actually has american wines but she's fine with european so very interesting too yeah it is it is but and then i'm excited so i yeah i would love to um if you can send me those italian flowers that would be really exciting because um it is sad right like when that was a huge part of like Kelly said, right. And, and pasta can be inexpensive. And so that was something we lived on for a long time. And you're right. Most kids love it. And it's a very simple meal to put together. So um, absolutely. And I'm, I'm so excited. Your, your, your photos and everything are beautiful. Um, I'm so excited. I'm going to be reaching out. I still have a, a Girl Scout troop. Um, so I think that I need to connect with you oh, that's and, a great and idea, Jess. have you guys come. I only have five right now. So it's, a, I think, the perfect number yeah, um, to do to do a class. Um, and they're like 15, 14, 15. They're yeah, like, I'd love to, um, you know, see what you show the girls. And I think it all of this is inspiring and gets me excited. Like Kelly's talking about kimchi. It's like, OK, I need to like, you know, all of us get in a rut and it's like, OK, I got to be inspired and like you know, add some new things into our family recipes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Kitty, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, yeah. So and inspiring us to cook differently. Right, Jess? Yeah. Well, and I'm lucky because I mom. live here. So I get to go to foodie <laughs> land and I get to get the That's subscription. True. I might fly in so. for that. I'll <laughs> follow up on you with that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you ladies so much for having me. Appreciate it. And it was so nice meeting you both. And I can't wait to meet you in person. I'm sure it'll happen soon. So yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com.